Alley. <laughs> Pow, Katang, Batman sounds. It's <laughs> my favorite thing ever. Pow. From a Dimitri Martin special mm-hmm. where he had Will Forte there oh. just to make sounds. You know Basically. what the problem with Will Forte is? Hmm. He's too strong. <laughs> He's never loud enough. <laughs> He's never fortissimo. Will fortissimo. <laughs> I hate that you can just keep adding ECs. <laughs> and it's like, that's another F. Uh, that's a joke for all of you music people and all you Italians. Band nerds. Yeah. Um, I asked Alyssa in the car the other day uh, if she knew the word timbre. Mm-hmm. Um, like from music, mm-hmm. because uh, I didn't know if people inquire talk about timbre because I don't think it really relates because it's I feel like it's a musical instrument thing more specifically. Um, like you can't have a timbre of your voice, but it's like less obvious than like instrument timbres. Like I just don't know if they talk about it as much. Right, and I asked, and then she was like, "Oh, tombre," and I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> if you must." <laughs> She's like, "I've never heard anyone say timbre," and I was like, "I've never heard anyone say tombre." Timbre? <laughs> you mean tamborino? Oh. Yeah, I guess I do. Tamborino? <laughs> I love you, Alyssa. <laughs> if you're listening. Go check out our sister podcast, The Screamy Awards. Ah, or the which Screamies. hasn't been updated in a while because I'm lazy. But today mm. we're doing history. But. History. History of the butt. It's nothing to do with butts today. Well, I should just leave that. <laughs> You're not. I mean, it sounds like that's that should be a your topic. History of butts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I have a brand kind of you working. You do, yeah. Maybe that you can do that for 200. I'm hurtling towards a brand, <laughs> and it's mostly horny history. So uh, I started school recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to a paralegal certification. Oh, baby's school. first week at school. But um, there was a few history things that came up while I was at school. Yeah. Um, and I want to tell you about real quick. Uh, one of them I already told you was that, like, we have merged uh, equity courts and civil courts um, because of Henry VIII, I guess. <laughs> he was like, they don't need to be different. Squish them together. And we just adopted a whole bunch of English stuff. So we were like, okay. And so that's how they be. Yep. My teacher was just like, here you go, now you know. And then there was like a secret history boy behind me who corrected the teacher's year and then gave the treaty in which that was signed that made that become a thing. What a nerd. And I was like, what? But I didn't look at him because I didn't want to be creepy. And so now I have no idea what he looks like. I think you'll recognize the timbre of his voice. <laughs> the tambertino. And I mentioned to you that like the there's a thing called a UCC and it's like merchant to merchant contracts mm-hmm. um, and all states use it except Louisiana because apparently they're still using the Napoleonic Code of Sales. Oh no. Still. It's over. <laughs> to this day. Louisiana. They're like he had great rules and we like them. It's over. <laughs> Forever. You can't do this. You can't <laughs> do it. It's just, it's the French staying power, Haley. It's the French people. Never die. Sometimes I learn something about the United States, and it just, like, how do we function? I don't know. How is this allowed to go on? (laughs) The United States is so weird. Like, 
I don't think people from other countries realize how weird we think the United States is, it's like, weird. as Americans. It's weird. It's everywhere you go, ev- like, every state is so different and bizarre. Like, it's the same as, like, like it's almost <laughs> the same as being in the European Union, going to a different country. Or... It's just easier. Like, you were telling me on a true crime-related note that, like, in Texas, you're allowed to, like, accidentally shoot people because it happens all the time. I mean, you're not allowed to. It's just <laughs> that they don't really, you're like— You're kind of allowed to. They're just very lenient with accidental shootings because apparently <laughs> they happen so often that if—because they have, you know, such uh, loosey-goosey gun laws and they're so gun-happy. Everyone's a cowboy. Yeah, that um, if they didn't, like, basically everyone would be in jail or mm-hmm. prison, so— <laughs> Everyone and their grandmother would be in prison. They have to. The prison is called Texas. (laughs) We love you, Texas. We have a lot of listeners in Texas. (laughs) We love you. Uh, You have good food. Yeah. I mean, I've never been, but sometime. I've never been. I heard it's good. Yeah. You have um, oil. You have tall hair. I know that. Tall hats. Yeah. Um, Horses. Horses. Um, Austin. You have Austin. Yeah, the weird part. You you have a Portland in Texas. Which is really admirable Mm -hmm. and strange. It's like growing... It's very weird. um, Like a plant that's not supposed to be grown by human hands. (laughs) It's like growing a plant, like, outside of its natural habitat. It's like pineapples. (laughs) It's pineapples. It, It tries to eat you a little bit, and so it stays. Is Portland, Maine anything like... I don't think so. That's a shame. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm Haley. I'm Alexis. And this is Hysterical History. A comedy history podcast where at the beginning we ramble and then read emails and do business. And, uh, it's business time. <laughs> question mark. And then uh, we get to the history happenings. So first... We have two emails. They're both very short, so we're going to read them in this episode. And I think from now on, the plan is that if we have lots of emails and they're, like, long and beautiful, we are going to do a separate, like, little episode that we'll post on a different day. And it'll just be us talking about emails. Mm -hmm. And then for if we have just a few little ones, we'll do them in the main one because we want you to hear your emails and know that we appreciate you. Yes, we do. In a timely manner. So our first email is from Michael, who has emailed us before. Hey, buddy. Hey, nice to see you. Welcome to the show. What's going on? And once again, uh, a, a re-emailer to send us uh, pet pictures. Yes. Which um, is great. Good. <laughs> We've lured them in again. <laughs> Tricked you. And he put, hi, Alexis and Haley, in all caps, with an ampersand. Wow. So it's fancy. It's like, it's original. Uh, he said, you guys are my favorite podcast. Forget the haters. Keep being you. Oh, Michael. It's very sweet. I'm not, we're not even my favorite podcast. <laughs> no. We've said that before, but you're so nice. I like so many podcasts you're before so, ours. You're so kind. Honestly, our podcast isn't really, like, in my personal interest of podcast <laughs> oh, listening. Oh, wow. Like, it's in my personal interest of podcast recording. Yeah. But I'm a, I'm a true crime podcast listener. <laughs> I would never listen to this in my free time. <laughs> I mean, I have to because I edit them. Um, then he says, I recently turned my friend onto the podcast. Yes. Oh, hell yeah, Michael. Uh, to win her over, I used the Paris Olympics episode. Yes. Yeah. There's just so much strange happening. Mm-hmm. That it's just like, it's good if 
they don't want like a story, but they just want a list of ridiculousness, mm-hmm. which I think the internet likes. We have a, yeah, BuzzFeed exists. Yeah, strange lists of awesome weird. Number six will make you crap yourself to death. <laughs> Poodle shearing. <laughs> now I'm dead from crap. 16 poodle shearings that'll make you lose your mind <laughs> and have to go to the doctor. <laughs> Number three will put you in a sane asylum. <laughs> Thanks, BuzzFeed. Wow, I really want to go to the crazy house today. <laughs> it's time. You know what? It's time. Uh, he says, the first time I heard poodle shearing, I laughed so hard I almost crashed the car. <laughs> Yes. yes. I mean, definitely drive safely and listen safely. <laughs> but that is a compliment to us. Yeah, I feel. Uh, thankfully, driving in New York, New York, there is nothing new about that. And people think nothing of it to see a person randomly hysterically laughing in their vehicle. Yeah. As I do every time I listen. That's normal. Yeah. In New York. Yeah. It's amazing watching, like we watch Impractical Jokers. And when they're in New York, it's amazing what they can get New Yorkers to just do. Mm-hmm. or And like not think is weird. Yeah. They're just like, okay, this is happening. I was reading a tweet that was like, the funniest thing about the new, like, DC Joker movie trailer is that they're, like, attacking a subway or something. Yeah. And as a New Yorker, if I was in a subway and there were just a bunch of clowns doing stuff, I'd be like, uh, some stupid clown thing going on today. Right. It's like, Ew. no, they don't care. <laughs> no. They've seen it before and it's they're just, over it. It's the whole city so ridiculous. It's the same thing in, like, L.A. when you see someone in full costume, you're just like, whatever. People in cities they have an audition or something. They're too stressed about their own life to care about, you know, clowns attacking the subway. And random people almost crashing into them and laughing. That's just like Tuesday. I have to pay my rent. I can't look at your car. It's not time. Oh, and then he gave us a, something to potentially do an episode about, which we're going to save because we might do it. So it'll be a secret. All right, secret. But, um, but yeah, we will, we will look into it. Be prepared. It's great. <laughs> I don't know why I had to be prepared. Um, and then he said, I know how much you love dog pictures, so here's my, uh, Marceline. Yes, a beautiful French name for a partially French dog. (laughs) Um, she's a Papillon Chihuahua mix. Oh, so cute. Very cute dog. Also, I love the two pictures. One of them is like sunset colors, you know, it's like very yellow and orange. And the other one is like snuggle (laughs) baby in blue. They're very like artistic Mm -hmm. photos. I know. And she's adorable. It's like a night and day picture. I know. Now I want one desperately. Her beautiful like Papillon style tail. It's all, like, luxurious. And all, like, soft and flicky. She looks like a little fox. Cute. So adorable. Thank you for sharing her with us. We love it. I I love the little butterfly dogs. And then Gami emailed us back. Gami! um, Because, uh, like, we we mentioned that uh, he emailed us about uh, many things, but then said that we were going to get a teddy bear picture, and then it wasn't there. Mm. Um, And Gami said... Here's uh, Theodore, Teddy. Yes. <laughs> yes, Puerto Rican history is fairly depressing. <laughs> Hence the challenge yeah. with a capital C. We'll do, challenge. We'll do our best. We'll, we'll find something. It might take a while, but we'll do it. We have access to libraries now because I'm in school and mm-hmm. you're a friend of libraries. Yeah. So now we have options. We have, we have larger databases. We have JSTOR. It's, it's going to be fine. And the review from Gami was Gomboy USA. <laughs> they said it was a very old account. 
it's have a lovely been... week. We hope you have a lovely week Thank too. Thank you. And you here too. is the bear with the hat. Oh, and he he's so glasses. He's so studious. He's so cute. Little professor man. A little fluffy boy. I love him because he's like an old school teddy bear. Yeah, you know <laughs> he is. It's like he's a classic, and he... not just because he's wearing like an old man hat and old man glasses. <laughs> no, he just like his styling is old school, and I love it. He's pretty chic. But today, now our episode begins. <laughs> it begins, and we have a requested topic. Listener, requested topic today. Woohoo! Woo! So when I first looked at this, I was like, oh, I have some things I can pair this with because I didn't think it was going to be long enough for an episode. Turns out it is. So <laughs> those will wait till later. Nice. Um, always good. This Then I just have more material for later yeah. times. Um, but Alexandra, a while ago... Our doctor in Ohio Mm -hmm. asked us uh, to do an episode on Operation uh, Plowshare, is what it's called. Uh (laughs) And uh, it's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. It's It's going to be kind of, is it kind of local? Did it ever affect Washington? I know. Not really. I know we have um, other issues related to the topic. Yes. Um, We'll we'll talk about that a bit. But, um, Alexandra, this is for you. We hope you're still listening. We haven't heard from you in a while. Yeah. But we we love you. Not that, like, you're required to check in with us, but, you know. We just like to know you're safe. (laughs) You're safe and happy and... You know, doctoring is going good. Yeah. And we hope you enjoy this episode about explosions. Hope your New Year's going okay. We're going to talk <laughs> New about... Year's April. Yeah, but it is still a different year than last time it's we talked to her. Probably true. <laughs> um, so what do you know about Operation Plowshare? Um, it's nuclear. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably got a Godzilla in it. <laughs> At some point, like if Godzilla retired, he's like, I need to just like set up a farm, you know, I'm done mm-hmm. with all the military shiz and I just need to like settle down with my family. Yeah, my nuclear farm. Yeah, just like invite friends over and it'll be it'll be fine. It'll be low key. And then it's not ever because you're Godzilla and the world will not let you just have a farm. It won't let you just be. It won't. The FCC won't let you be. <laughs> it won't. Um, or the UCC. This is all true. It is nuclear, and there's probably a Godzilla somewhere. I see. <laughs> Listeners, you should not always laugh when I speak. It's true. I mean, I don't know about it. It's not my research, but I'll believe it. It's Godzilla. Um, so this is different, I want to say, up top than the plowshare movement, which is the opposite of this. It's like- plowshare movement is anti-nuke organization. Oh. <laughs> Why did they use the same word? I think it'll make sense after okay. a while. I just want everyone to know mm-hmm. that there is an organization. They're against nuclear devices. And um, it's not this. Is it just nuclear devices or are they against nuclear, like, power as well? I don't know. It just says anti-nuke. Okay. so I mean, that seems more of the weaponized variety. Yeah, probably. You don't call them nukes when it's, you know, the factory. Right. So, you know, like, World War II happens. <laughs> so, <laughs> World War II, like, happened. And, you know, nuclear bombs are dropped. Yeah, uh, that's a thing. On Japan. Sorry. Sorry. I mean, technically, we should not feel bad. It was not us. We were not involved. But it does. The shame, you know, yeah. um, emanates mm-hmm. forward in time. It's like if a British person ever, like, talks about India. Yeah. You should just preface anything you say with sorry. Sorry. 
Sorry. Um, we were not involved, but we do <laughs> feel the shame still. Yeah. And we know, like, they didn't apologize, so sorry. Mm-hmm. So sorry. we will. We're sorry. 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 Um, but after that, you know, people are not not only, like, you know, obviously is Japan having a terrible time, but people are more concerned about nukes in general because now they see, like, what they actually do. Yeah. And how bad it can really be. Um, and... We're, we enter into, right after, you know, uh, World War II, we enter into the Cold War with uh, Russia. We have an arms race, and that includes nuclear bombs mm-hmm. um, or nuclear. I don't know how you guys want me to say it. It's just going to come out how it come out. Wait, so, what were the two versions? Nuclear and nuclear. People say it different ways. I think it's nuclear is the technical one. Huh. But we'll see what I say. It if was, one of them pains you, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't I, even hear it at first. I know that people have strong feelings about which word. Nuclear. <laughs> Nuclear. Um, if it sounds like nuke, then that's what I mean. Nuclear. <laughs> but uh, people are very excited about the technology um, and the ability to use it outside of war. Mm-hmm. I think, which which is, like, kind of cute to me in a way, because I really feel like it's scientists being like, wow, that's really bad. But, like, <laughs> they don't want anything to be entirely bad. Yeah, and, like, it's possible. You know, people, yeah. they, they want it to be a, kind of a Fallout universe type future. They, they want it, yeah, to be useful in some way. And so they're like, there's got to be a way that this can be useful. And yeah. I think part of it is, like, guilt because it's, like, they don't want to have invented something that's just terrible and just to, like, terribly destroy things. Right. It's got to have another application. Like and, if like, you read, most things do. If you read any sci-fi book from, like, the time, it's all, like, you know, jet age, nuclear-powered, mm-hmm. you know, base on the moon and everything. This is when the space needle gets built and the yeah. monorail. People are so excited about, like, the future. future. <laughs> It was not planned, but it was beautiful. <laughs> um, so basically, Operation Plowshare is they're trying to come up with a way to use nuclear energy and it be effective for peace times. Yeah, they're trying to uh, domesticate the bomb. This is also like we're going to be mostly in like the 60s and 70s, so it's also like hippie time. I can't wait for you to tell me how the hippies react to it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They're not involved oh. here. So I imagine you would have some opinions if you were very like anti-war, anti-bomb, anti- Oh, I'm sure you would. Anti-everything. And it's like, so what if we bring the bomb to you and it like, um, you know, digs your gardens or something? This is a little more big scale than that. Okay. So I don't know. What about the government? And I don't know how aware they are of what's happening because these are government projects. Oh, right. Um, they so like sent a memo. Yeah. I have a quote that says, as the world turned away from war, uh, <laughs> which I mean, world war, yes. Uh, okay, sure. However, and entered a new era of technological innovation and economic prosperity. Sure. Uh, which is easy to do after you've been at war for years. <laughs> when you're not the entire all world focused on killing each other, <laughs> uh-huh, and all your money is funneling into war. Um, uh-huh. Suddenly, economic boom. Uh, scientists believe they could also use the atom for more friendly endeavors. Um, and other people are trying to use it as a, a tool in the peace times, like I said. A tool. So this starts in 1956. Mm-hmm. Um, the British and American governments are worried um, because they've got 
gotten some like they they used to be friends with Egypt and now they're not. And yeah, um, something happened. That's unfortunate because Egypt has uh, the Suez Canal, yeah. which is very useful as far as like getting to not have to go around all of Africa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to like just cheat it uh, a little bit. Very strategic. Yeah, and um, it's bad when you want to use it and then you're not friends with them right. anymore. It's like you want to be friends with Panama. Yeah. Even if, like, you have no reason to. And the reason is because their president at the time, Gamal Abdel Nasser, is, uh, my quote says, wheeling and dealing with the communist bloc. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that's your first mistake. Which we're not happy about, America <laughs> or England. Yeah. And so um, they're like, well, we're going to rebel against you for that, mm-hmm. even though we still want to use the canal. Yeah. And we're going to construct... Uh, so they were going to help finance something for Nasser, uh, which was a dam in e- in Egypt. And then they're like, we're not going to help you anymore. Mm. And then he's like, fine, you can't use the canal. It's Egypt's. Fine, you can't use my my place. Um, because before this, it was kind of like free game. Sure. Um, and Egypt didn't like technically own it. It was just like, like maybe they did, but they weren't like claiming ownership or like doing anything intensive with it. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, no, it's ours. Uh, it's on our land. We so you can suck it's it. It's mine. I mean, and you know, Egypt has land on both sides, so of course it's theirs. Yeah, <laughs> duh. It's like you know, it's like Turkey. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, Istanbul's on both sides, and the middle part is mine mm-hmm. because I have surrounding land. Deal with it. You gotta deal with it. <laughs> so then the French and British are. <laughs> I like this quote says they're in their twilight years. <laughs> uh, it's true. Little old men. They just got out of their. Like the last big thing that after World War II, they just retire. Never gonna do. They're like, we should like chill. That was like a lot. We should not do that again. And it says Nasser's move bruised their egos. So <laughs> just not good to do to old people. They get really old mad. People like hate it, especially when they're old countries and not just old people. They're gonna mm-hmm. get extra mad. They're gonna get extra mad. They're gonna um, waggle their walking sticks at you. And uh, it says the Suez Canal, as it would be or would come to be known, proved to be the beginning of the end of Europe's imperial era. So that once was, that was That there, was the beginning of the end? <laughs> that's what they say. I'm like World War Two, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I feel like uh, it was a little before that. The end of World War Two. Maybe it's like I a, mean, maybe people just hadn't gotten out yet. Some people were going slow. Yeah. So maybe they were dragging their feet. So maybe that's it. This feels like official. Like So yeah. to retaliate, the British and French convince Israel to invade Egypt so oh, that they can cool. send their own troops to help or to play peacemaker, as they say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Between them, and then they'll be the good guys. <laughs> this is what? what this is what you do with your twilight years, I guess. You just like pay other. This people is what to happens when England and France team up, and it's not good. <sighs> they need to be enemies, frenemies, but they they uh, re- they really do. It's good for them, like, you know. Like we're going to talk about old people a lot. It's not as long as you know <laughs> yeah. the countries are old. But they they need a hobby, and, it, like, being frenemies with each other gives them a way to expend their energy that isn't, like, sending other countries to invade other countries. Yeah. Just because, you know, they want the canal mm-hmm. or something. Well, and this plan didn't work because they—I guess they were expecting support from other people, and the U.S. was like, no. And then the U.N. was like, don't do that. Like— don't we just stopped having 
a world war, can you not? Can you wait for like twenty years before you do anything? <laughs> please, can, even like one generation, please, <laughs> please. And then they're like, okay, well then we'll leave. Fine. Um, and so then, right after that, they start Operation Plowshare, which is their first goal is to uh, basically make another canal. Okay. In Egypt. A competing similar canal right <laughs> next to the original canal. Basically. What could go wrong? Um, the reason it's called Plowshare is because there's a uh, scripture in Isaiah, which is always good when you're naming things after things in Isaiah, which is like, as someone who's Christian, almost unreadable. <laughs> People spend so much time trying to interpret what Isaiah was possibly saying. Mm-hmm. So it's really good for you to plan your whole operation around that. And uh, the scripture is, uh, and he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Hmm. That's Isaiah 2, 3, and 4. That's King James Version. Uh, Point being, they're saying, like, use your weapons of war to create something. Okay. Is what he's saying, right? And so it's like after wartime has ended, you still have all these weapons. Like, find a use for them that's good, Um, which is nice. And like I said, noble. (laughs) But um, I'm concerned because they want to dig a canal and they're going to reuse nuclear weapons. Yeah, they don't want to dig one. They want to blow one up. And the two concepts coming together don't seem like a good plan. Um, but they don't care, Haley. They're excited. <laughs> like, you know you're going to have to still, like, move boats and people through here after you're done, right? Yeah, I don't think they totally understand how bad um, radi- the radiation is afterwards. Because I- they're not in Japan. <laughs> I was going to say, like... Before they, like, actually used the bombs the first time, they're like, it's possible this might, like, ignite the atmosphere on fire and engulf the entire planet in a fireball that kills everything on Earth. But, you know, let's figure out. Let's just see. Let's find out. (laughs) (laughs) The balls on those men. Uh Uh-huh. So by September of that year, uh, 1958, they're doing tests in Nevada. I'm going to give you a lot of code names for this. There's lots of code names. I love code names. This one is uh, Rainier, like Mount Rainier. Uh, In what? Nevada. Nevada? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't have any of your own (laughs) mountains? You got to steal ours? Come on. Um, And that's the first U.S. nuclear detonation um, completely contained underground. Whoa. Which doesn't seem smart. (laughs) I'm going to say. Wow. It's very weird. I'd love to, like, see the facilities. Like, what underground facility is strong enough to, like, yeah, just like a casual nuclear explosion? So I don't think you can go to that facility, probably. I'm sure you can But can't. I did look up if we can go to nuclear, like, test sites in Nevada, and you can. Ooh. You can get tours. So we're going to try to go <laughs> Where some We point. are absolutely going to do We can't go this year because they're all already full. Okay. You have to, like, sign up for a newsletter, and then they email you, and mm. then they just have a certain number of spots for the entire year. Sure. And then if you, can, if, you know, if they're all up, then you can't go. But... You can go. Very cool. You're not allowed to bring, like, phones and stuff, so you can't take, like, pictures of it. Mm. Um, but you can, like, look at it. Sure. And I'm excited about that. I just want to see real-life Nuketown, you know, yeah. of, like, mannequins that are half dead and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And houses. The mannequins that are half dead. Yeah, it's cool. Which means they're <laughs> half alive. Half alive. <laughs> um, so the AEC, which I think is the, like, Atomic Energy Commission. 
something like that, um, decide to publicly acknowledge that Plowshare exists. Okay. So people are aware that there's something happening. Mm -hmm. Um, The details I don't think they're super aware of. But they're like, hey, they're trying to do peaceful things. And people are like, hmm. Okay. In this in the age of duck and cover. Um, yeah. All you have to do is, like, jump under a desk. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> and, and like, they talk, I said they talk about uh, whether or not you can build a new canal with the nukes, right? That's the plan. That's the idea that strikes this whole situation. They had some sort of scientist come in and be like, guess what? I can help you. Uh, Okay. Um, and his name <laughs> is Gerald Johnson. Mm. He's a physicist. He sounds like he's from the 50s. And he toys with an idea of excavating a new alternate canal by means of, uh, he wants to use hydrogen bombs. Oh. Um, which had recently been demonstrated in the Pacific. Oh. We just found some islands that didn't have people on them because there are lots of those. And we're just like, just throw some bombs There's in there. no way the fallout could affect anyone nearby. No. In any way. There aren't islands nearby. That's the whole point. No. The Pacific is just like boop, 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 all one, over. There's only one island out there. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's the 50s. We don't know there are other stuff over there. <laughs> it's the 50s. <laughs> it's fine. We There aren't consequences in the 50s. Um, I'm going to read you a quote. It says, we looked at the topography of Israel and what we thought we could do with nuclear explosions. So they're going to try to use Israel to make a new canal, I guess. I don't really know what? how that works. And concluded we could dig a sea-level canal from a purely technical point of view all the way across Israel. (laughs) What? From the Gulf of Aqaba to the Mediterranean. Yikes. That's a big yikes for me. They just want to put a whole line in Israel. We want to bomb them so much it makes a new waterway in the world. Yeah, I'm sure nobody will be upset about that. How? What? I mean, at least the decision was to choose one of our allies. (laughs) We're not trying to do it in Egypt. Well, like, it sounds like we at least intend to ask permission first. (laughs) Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, My favorite thing about that is that, like, earlier they tried to use Israel against Egypt, and now we're like, guess what? We'll just do it in Israel and, like, ruin their space. It's fine. (laughs) It's like in every situation, Israel loses. Sorry, Israel. Yikes. (laughs) And I'm sure Palestinians won't be mad about that. This was, and your, it won't create a literal line in the country. This was your plan. Mm, that was a plan. How? What? Spoiler alert: They don't do it. I mean, I think we would have heard about it if they had gone through with it. But we would be able to see it on a map. It was an idea. It was. They did have an idea, and they tested things to oh, see if they could do it. Did they? I mean, that was what the bombs were for in yeah. the in the underground in Rainier, Mount Rainier. Um, so this is when we don't have cool times with the Soviet Union, when the Soviet Union's happening, mm-hmm. and we don't, we're not friends. Yeah, the whole time and the Soviet Union's happening. Not friends. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. It's like, you know, it's like the artists formerly known as yeah. <laughs> the Soviet Union. Once they're not Soviet Union anymore, it's like they stop picking, like, a pretentious, annoying name to go by. It's like yeah. your friend who's named Brittany is like, I'm Chantal now. And it's like, you can't be friends with her while that's happening. <sighs> we're... We're just not going to talk. <laughs> no. I can't lot. talk to you because I won't call you Chantal. Ugh. And I don't appreciate what you're doing. To, like, everything. Yeah. Um, so the Soviet Union and Great Britain are both kind of uh, trying to figure out a place where they can do nuclear testing. I'm, I'm so sorry. I have to go back to Chantal and how we <laughs> basically made a fake Stalin whose name was Chantal. Yeah. <laughs> Chantalin. Chantal. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. But they're both like, 
trying to figure out, oh, sorry, not where they can test, but they're they're talking about possibly putting a ban on nuclear testing. They're like, maybe we shouldn't, like, do that. Them as in plowshare government, Israel? Um, Britain and Soviet Union oh, okay. are both like, maybe we shouldn't, like, do that, like, in the world, mm-hmm. um, which obviously the United States is like, mm-mm, I'm busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the meantime, they're both doing a lot of testing. <laughs> yeah, it's very much like, what? No. Um, which, you know, isn't making their atmosphere, like, super cool. I would never test that. And I'm like, Russia, how are you not getting far enough away from your people? There's so much land where nothing's happening. Like, yes. England, I get it. There's nowhere to go. Don't do it in England. You shouldn't do it at all. No. But, like, Russia. Siberia. They're like they're Just go east. Yeah. Any amount past, like, where cities are. Yeah. Done. You've got that weird lake of, like, fish and crabs or whatever that eat everything. Just the one. Go there. <laughs> the only one I know of. Crabs and fish always eat everything. No, it's like crabs that eat, like, human bodies they and stuff. They will eat. They will I always mean, eat human I bodies. I agree, but there's, like, a specific lake where people are like, maybe these people went missing in this lake because the bodies would have been eaten. <laughs> If you it's a conspiracy. just a body in a crab pot, they would eat the body. <laughs> Crabs are little evil demons. That's true. They are evil. Um, so delicious. Though. But so then the public is starting to get, like, nervous because they're like, can this fallout, like, do something to us? Mm-hmm. Is it going to, like, hurt me? Hey, what's up with, like, the fallout? Hmm? Um, and people are worried just about the health effects, which is honestly <laughs> yeah. impressive because, like, they don't really know almost anything about anything. Yeah. Like, because they, I, I'm assuming they don't have a lot of news about, like, how Japan's doing after the bombs. And that's, you know, uh, in caps, not well TM, you know? Mm-hmm. Not good. Um, not super great. But I don't think anybody in America knows that, probably. Like, we don't really have international news, and I don't think that they would probably tell us. I don't, like, it's definitely not going to be, like, widely publicized. No. Um, and, you know, quite hard to get there, I'm sure, if you're, like, an American journalist that they probably don't I'd want be, you around. I'd be curious. There's got to be some anti-bomb journalism going on. I'm oh, curious. sure. But I just don't think that they yeah. are, like, I'm curious, talking like, directly with Japan. Like, how how much they did know. I doubt Japan is letting us into their borders to look. And you wouldn't want to go because it's really bad. To be very fair, I don't know if they have a choice. Yeah. Uh, so in March 1958, so earlier that year, the Soviets mm-hmm. are like, we're not going to do any more nuke testing. Um, <laughs> not at all. None. We're done. Over. And uh, they're trying to put pressure on America to mm-hmm. stop doing it. Yeah, we stopped. We, we didn't, we're not doing it no more. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't prove it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You can't prove a negative, idiot. <laughs> I mean, let us look around and see if you're still doing it. <laughs> let us check all of your Siberia. Mm-hmm. We'll check. We'll look. Uh-huh. Uh, but President Eisenhower, um, he really wants to stop testing. Yeah. And so he's like, cool, now I have a bargaining chip for people, and I can be like, hey, they're stopping. We should stop. Yeah. Um, and basically they were like, we're not going to do testing. Um, not not forever, but <laughs> for a while. I have like a cool down period. Yeah, I have, a, I have a quote that says, the result, no more Rainiers, at least not for a while. Mm-hmm. And then the Soviets shoot down an American U-2 plane, spy plane, mm-hmm. um, in the in 1960. And then everybody gets really mad 
That's the Cold War really kicks up into yeah, gear. Kind of turn um, up the burner too. And also they're like, what's up with West Berlin? And then they're like mad about that. They're having mm-hmm. Germany problems. <laughs> and so. Uh, Germany problems. I mean, it's true. And so then they're like, guess what? Nukes are back on. <laughs> back on the plate. Wow. Two whole years we didn't do nuclear testing. Mm-hmm. How nice. nice. Saved so many people. So the Soviet military wants to start doing it again. And Khrushchev's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then America's like, if you're going to do that, we're doing it too. Mm-hmm. And then Plowshare is back in business. <laughs> we can try some other stuff. I mean, at least they it's back in business as far as, like, also trying to do non-war stuff. Yeah. Uh, I have a quote that says, uh, if it was ironic that supposedly a peaceful project required a feverish Cold War to continue, nobody remarked on it at the time, at least not publicly. Yeah. They're like, great, now we can use nukes for the things that aren't dangerous because we're (laughs) mad at you and we might make them for dangerous things. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what? Also. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) And I'm just like, what's happening? Because people are always worried if you're doing nuclear testing, even if it's for energy or, like, peaceful things, that really you're making bombs. So if you can't make them for the bad things, you can't do the good things potentially either. Not that I would say any of these things that they want to do are good. It doesn't sound like they're, like, exceptional from the ones I've heard. And I've heard one, uh, (laughs) and it wasn't great. I would not sign off on it. It's impressively bad, the first one. Um, So they're, like, chatting, nuclear scientists, and they're like, so, like, what can we do? Mm -hmm. You know, like, what would be a good thing that we could use this for? We could give Minnesota a couple more lakes. So in December 10th, 1961, they finally, like, figure out an idea. Oh. Um, They're like, first we're going to detonate a bomb underground again for fun. Uh Um, On the subterranean salt deposit in the vicinity of Carlsbad, New Mexico. Hmm. Good old Carlsbad. You know, New Mexico, middle of nowhere, underground. It's fine. You've all heard of Carlsbad. We just got to check some stuff. And um, the operation is codenamed Gnome. (laughs) I think because they're underground. Do gnomes live underground? Uh, Wouldn't it be dwarves? Anyway, um, (laughs) it says making one wonder who exactly is responsible for coming up with these codenames anyway. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good point. It's, yeah. Um, So they do a three kiloton blast. In Nome underground, and they have multiple um, aims in mind for what this is for. Yeah, they are hoping to learn more about the possibilities of producing and collecting isotopes. Okay, while measuring heat production and seismic activity from the blast, and they're also collecting data pertaining to neutron physics. Okay, so they're studying boys. They're taking notes. That's uh, good. Yeah, good for them. Um, so they deploy a 104-kiloton bomb. Okay, so they, like, upped it a little bit mm-hmm. for the, the second Above one. ground. Okay. Um, and the result was a 437-yard, 400 meters uh, in diameter, and 109 yards, 100 meters deep crater. Oh. And they're like, look, a hole. Look, we did it. We made a hole. We made a hole, boys. Um, that, that experiment was dubbed Sedan. It's, like, so boring. You know. Pick anything Sudan, better. Sudan, the sexiest word. Um, I'm pretty sure you can visit this uh, test site, too. Hole, yeah. yeah, you can just look at a big crater and be like, oh, look. There it is. <laughs> I can see it. I mean, I do like seeing. I, I like practical um, experiences. Yeah. Like, seeing stuff. I'm like, you say it's that big, but I really don't know what that but, means. Yeah, but let me look at it. I want to look at it. No, I feel that. 
Um, they displaced 12 million tons of Earth by doing this. Um, but the test site, of course, is very radioactive. <laughs> they torched it with that radioactive junk, it man. It took uh, seven months before people could stand in the crater without protection. <laughs> oh, great. Great. Seven months. Imagine if we do it like in <laughs> Israel. In a country where people live or in the water that moves between two different seas. And because they are now doing tests above ground instead of underground, people are more aware of them. And they're like, uh-oh, again, Yikes. the public is not happy about it. Now we're going to move on to Project Chariot. I mean, at least it's getting, like, better. Mm-hmm. I have a quote that says, one of the simplest proofs of concept they decided was to blast out a harbor at some remote and uninhabited corner of Earth. Mm-hmm. Where do you think that could possibly be? Uh, I mean, Pacific. Um, so Aus- they consider locations Australia. in Africa, yeah, in sure. Chile, um, Canada's northern provinces. They think about Christmas Island in the Pacific. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, they decide on the very uninhabited Arctic Circle of Alaska. <laughs> yeah. I was going to be like, maybe like the Antarctic, but... Yeah. Arctic's closer. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're like, we could do this with only like five or six nuclear bombs. Only. Only. Um, in what a row. A, what a deal. And then we're going to explode it, and it's going to create a new harbor. It's going to automatically fill back up with water, and it's going to be easy peasy. Nothing could go wrong. Nothing. And so uh, they're like sketching that out. Doing some math, planning some things. (laughs) Did a little math. Location scouting. Uh, And they find a barren and deserted shoreline along the northwest coast of Alaska, uh, which at the time is not a state. No. No, it's not. No. So uh, they're just, like, deciding that they can do it there. They really don't have to ask anyone. No. Um, I'm surprised it, like, took them time to find a... Like, uninhabited harbor. I'm like, just, like, pick anywhere, almost. I mean, they're just, like, trying to think of where they can do it where there's not people. Also, Russia's going to hate that. Yeah. Uh, you pick, like, the closest place you could possibly get to Russia. I think that might have something to do with it, too. <laughs> yeah. And so they're going to detonate 2.4 megatons of nuclear ordnance. I don't know what that means. You know, ordnance. Um, to create an inland pool of sufficient depth for ships. That can go to sea if we want to a harbor, if you will. A whole ship all at once. <laughs> you can put them in this harbor. So they were going to do 2.4 megatons, but they dialed it back down to 400 kilotons, so way less. Okay. They're like, we don't need that much. We're okay. I bet we could make a harbor with like a little bit less. Um, and so they're checking it out, looking around. They're also excited because they have figured out that Alaska has oil. (laughs) Yeah. What if we just blow the oil out of the ground? Oh, just hold on. Um, (laughs) No. (laughs) Not for real. Hold on. But so they're like, there's oil there, so we want ships there, and we can get it. Um, So they're like, it's a great idea, great location. Yeah. Everyone will super love it. (laughs) And uh, and don't worry that less than 40 miles away, there's two uh, inhabited Eskimo villages— are you um, kidding? There's so much coastline. You couldn't find someone somewhere, somewhere yeah. a little farther away from humans. One is at Point Hope, and the other is at Kilavina. Oh, my God. Or Kivalina. I mix, mix those up. I cannot believe this. Um, also, the site is within 200 miles of the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, 
It sounds like they're doing it just for Russia, to, yeah. be, to be super honest, because there's a, like, look, there's a lot of coastline on yeah. Alaska. Mm-hmm. It's, like, more coastline than the rest of the U.S. combined. They're also trying to do, like, a like a positive campaign in the media for mm-hmm. pub- the public. Yeah. Because uh, in a March 1960 issue of Popular Mechanics, Edward Teller, who's popularly known as the father of the H-bomb, uh, published an article titled, We're Going to Work Miracles. Mm-hmm. Miracles. Remember all those nuclear miracles you've heard about? Um, like, not in the real world. It's usually some kind of, like, dystopia fiction. I also have a quote from him that says, Some radiation would be released in the process of creating the instant harbor, he conceded. Don't worry about it. But most of it would remain in the ground as a result of the bombs having been buried deep below the surface. So that's fine. It's not in the air. It's in the ground. It's in the ground, in the groundwater. It's fine. Why would you? Why are you looking at me like that? We expect that all except ten to twenty percent of the radioactive byproduct will be trapped at deep zero points, and we hope that it will remain practically immobilized in the fused rock. We hope. We, you know, that's the plan. Anyway, we hope the rock will. It's not good when scientists say hope. Not when they're dealing with uh, hydrogen bombs. Not when it's dealing with your health. That's not what you want to hear. Hope. No, the government always sucks a little bit when it comes to dealing with people's health. So the Department of Interior designs a Delaware-sized chunk of land for that project <laughs> in, in Alaska. That's the, that's the quote. <laughs> and, like, you won't even notice it's gone. And the Atomic Energy Commission uh, carries out 40 environmental studies. This is in 1960. I'm sure they're very aware of the <laughs> and environment. And, like, very conscious and very, like, public aware. And they're really communicating with Moscow about, yeah. like, so we're going to detonate, like, a bunch of bombs right off your coast. I'm yeah. sure it's going to be cool. It's fine. Uh, you know, if you ever come close to our country, if you're even, like, in Cuba, we're going to almost destroy everything. Goodbye. Uh, but we're going to do it. Don't call Get me. Mad. Don't call me. Don't. I won't pick up. Mm-mm. Don't at me. You can't. Um, but there are a few problems with this. <laughs> what? People have problems. I don't think there are. I think um, that's a lack of imagination. All they have to do is convince those Eskimo tribes that they'll be fine. I'm surprised they're even asking. Um, well, I mean, they're, I'm sure the Eskimos are like, what are you doing? When has the U.S. government ever asked Native peoples what no. they want? Um, well, people are concerned about it. I think the public is concerned because That's they're doing good. these um, announcements. Yeah. And so they're like, we should ask. Should we Should we bomb our people? Um, I mean, it's not our people. Alaska's uh, not ours. They're not our people, though. And that's not racist. That's a legality. Yep, technically true. Um, and y'all wonder why Alaska's like, can we please be a state? Please. Please? Please. Please. <laughs> Um, and obviously they don't do Project Chariot, but um, they get very, very close to doing it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, eventually, or and, like the people at the top are so like super impressed with what's happening, they find 33 other sites in the world that could have bomb-made harbors. Nothing happened. Why They're are like, you... we can do it. They're so happy about the idea. Why are you? But in 1962, um, they call off the project. The harbor faced massive opposition from nearby residents, and the military uh, and economic value of the harbor's location was never justified. (laughs) Because you don't need it there. You don't need it. It's not useful. It was just, like, for fun. An experiment. Make Soviet Union mad. And cost a lot of money for no reason. Mm -hmm. So then the government's like, no. No. Uh, 
Apart from demonstrating, I have a quote that says, apart from demonstrating how cool nukes could be if used in civil engineering, Uh there didn't seem to be much of a point to the whole thing. No. So our next project, we're going to make a better Panama Canal. We already thought about a different canal. Let's do a closer-to-home canal. We already made one, but what if we got a bigger, cooler one? What if we one? did it better? The Panatomic Canal. Ooh, Panatomic. Uh-huh. That's actually, okay, I'm it's on board. nice, right? I do like the name. <laughs> I <laughs> Convincing was, you. Ooh, you have a good argument. So they're like, we're, we're going to bore canals between the ocean and the seas more. Okay. Um, so, like, the Panama Canal is cool, but they want to propose a sea-level canal, one that doesn't require locks. Okay. Because, like, it's complicated trying to go through the Panama Canal at the time, and they're like, no, we want sea-level, just chink-chink, right across, bam-bam. Yeah. And so they propose a bigger, better Panama Canal. Panama. A channel uh, to—oh, these are multiple things. Sorry. Better Panama Canal. They want a channel to the deep sea for generating hydroelectric power. Or d- deep sea, dead sea. Okay, Sorry. I'm like, how did what? Hmm. <laughs> and they want to fill uh, an enormous artificial lake in the Sahara Desert. Why? I don't know. It's These are just the ideas. Just cause. Where are you gonna get the water? By the way, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> from the uh, Dead Sea. <laughs> you weren't listening. We'll ship it in. <laughs> also from the New Panama Canal. Gosh, we're gonna blow up something near the lake, and it'll shoot the water in. It'll just like a little kapoo, shaplow. Yeah, like yeah. A gun, like a <laughs> cannon, water cannon, like a little squirt gun, just pew pew. So, um, Sandia Corporation's physicist Luke J. Mortman, mm-hmm. in a paper titled "Estimated Nuclear Explosive Requirement for Canal of Excavation," his name literally means "death man." Yeah. Or did we make note of that in the debriefing, <laughs> Mortman? Uh, he calculates that you need 26 bombs with a total yield of 6.7 megatons, and that's sufficient to create the new Pan-American Seaway. That's too many bombs. Later estimates actually suggest they're going to need 262 to 764 nuclear bombs oh, to actually make it work. Oh, no. His math was bad. Okay, your math was bad? <laughs> really, really bad. Whoops. They also are thinking they can excavate a new superhighway road across the Andes Mountains. No. And the Amazon Basin. What? They're um, getting so ambitious. They want to divert the course of the Tennessee River. What if we just bomb the <laughs> hell out of everywhere? <laughs> everywhere. They want to divert the course of the Tennessee River so what? that it connects to another one nearby, the Tom, Tom Big B River. Um, to create a new commercial shipping lane, the so-called Tentom Waterway. Oh, my God. Not like this. They're pursuing feasible studies for carving an interstate highway from the railroad line across the Bristol Mountains in Southern California. Um, uh, so this one, there's quite a bit of information about, actually, because they wrote a lot of this down and spent time on it. Mm-hmm. Some of these ideas are just like throwing noodles at the wall. Yeah. But this one sticks and they're like, mm, let's really think about this. Because California's Mojave Desert uh, has Br- the Bristol Mountains in it. And they're like 4,000 feet of rock blocking easy passage from the desert to like other states. So they're going to like actually New Vegas this. So yeah, they're like, what if we shoot a whole bunch of bombs at that and carve it out? 
And then it's flat in the middle so that we can have a good highway. Oh, my God. Why didn't I think of that? They're like, Route 66 and the Santa Fe Railway have been, like, the only things to get us across. And they got to bend south to go around the mountains. We should do Route 666. Punch through the mountains and create a new highway. I I will destroy the mountains. America loves highways. I mean, yeah. I mean, we need them. We do. But uh, we love trying to figure out how we can get through ridiculous terrain by driving. Mm -hmm. And it's quite hard. It is hard. It's uh, it's our lifeblood. It's our little arteries. And then when we can't go out, we're like, go up. Build the highways in the sky. It's the American way. It's what we do. Can't go around, go through, go up. You can figure it out. Nuke the hell out of it. If you just have enough drive and enough nuclear bombs, you can do anything. <laughs> it's true. It is true. So the new route's going to require— It's not true. You can't do everything. A two-mile-long tunnel. Very long. Um, and five Or 500 feet deep cuts into the mountain. Okay. So either you do that tunnel or you have to dig down 500 feet through the mountain, they which is a have lot. A, a delivery system of some kind. A lot of stuff. I mean, if you don't want to do that amount of work, maybe you shouldn't be blowing up a mountain range with nuclear bombs. But California is already building an Interstate 40 that's going to be, like, faster and smoother and better than Route 66. And they're like, what if we just blow up this mountain so that you can do it through the mountain towards us? Wouldn't that be cool? I am intrigued. So this is Project Carry All is what it's called. <laughs> okay. We're going back to, like, soccer mom terms. Mm-hmm. Like sedan. Sedan. Um, this nuclear plan, they need 23 bombs. 22 are going to be detonated in a row to carve out a passage to the mountain, and one of them is going to create a giant crater for runoff water. Mm-hmm. Casual. Casual. Uh, in total, they're going to uh, have... S- 68 million cubic yards of, like, dirt to be excavated. Right. There's going to be, like, a whole bunch of stuff they got to move out of the way. And it's going to cost $13.8 million in, in like, 1960-something. Yeah. Which is a lot of money. It's a lot. It's a crazy amount of money. Did you um, do any kind of conversion? I didn't, but I can look it up. Uh, like, $118 million. Okay. So a lot more. Yeah. A lot more. A little bit more. Very expensive. In the grand scheme of the entire uh, U.S. budget, a drop in the water. <laughs> in the bucket. So really, it will do it. It'll save you money. Um, and that's $8 million less, the 13.8. 8 million less than it would be if you use regular bombs. So oh. that's a bargain. It is. But also, like, you don't have to do it, and it'll cost no money. <laughs> <laughs> but then we'll have to drive around the mountain. Uh, I have a quote that says, The study group has concluded that this project is technically feasible. <laughs> That's okay. Thanks. <laughs> Wrote a California highway engineer in a study. It can be done, and it can be done safely. Mm-mm. Questionable. For whom? Um, so they don't end up doing it. Just like they don't end up doing any of these projects, basically. Yeah. Um, but they had an idea. This mm-hmm. was the plan. Uh, <laughs> I love that that soft praise. Like, it is technically feasible. <laughs> technically. You could do it. You, you could. Uh, Interstate 40 in the Mojave Desert instead was carved out using conventional bombs. Regular bombs. Just normal ones. Just normal, regular bombs. We've got them all around. You have them. Just do it. Okay, let's list a few more that were an idea. Please, um, please. Please. Blasting out water reservoirs in Australia, Bolivia, and South Korea. 
There's with bombs. No better plan than getting to the groundwater. <laughs> Excavating a harbor on Molokai Island in Hawaii. Great. That's what they need. Um, so there's a project either called Buggy or Gas Buggy, depending <laughs> on where you read. I think they're the same thing. Yeah. Probably. I can't imagine that someone in this project named one Buggy and then they named a different one Gas Buggy. And if they did, I'm mad at them. But I'm going to assume they're the same. Yeah. So this involved a five, or this involved five one kiloton bombs laid in a row to be detonated simultaneously. Uh, and this is a thing they actually did. Okay. This isn't a project they were testing. They did it. They did this. They were like five in a row. Boom, 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 boom. Cool. Little, little domino bomb action. Um, and this was to test for Project Rulison. Rulison? I don't know. Um, which was to free natural gas with nuclear explosions. And then what? Yay. You, it's it's just going to go. They were going to put bombs deep down near recalcitrant, low permeable, low permeability natural gas deposits and blow them up uh, um this is the we, we call this process fracking that's what you do you put bombs in the ground and you blow it up and then the gas comes up and you go yay, yay. and you collect it and you're like yay it's useful yay but we're gonna do it with nuclear bombs the ultimate frack i'm sure it'll be normal and fine what i mean that's how we still do it Right? Although, I have a quote that says, although less glamorous than nuclear excavation, gas stimulation turned out to be the most promising of the avenues explored by Operation Plowshare. Yikes. It was also the only branch of the project that involved private corporations, which probably helps why it was the most likely to happen. Yeah. Because all the rest of them were by the government. This one involves corporations. With the money. These included El Paso Natural Gas Company, the Austral Oil Company, and CER Geon Nuclear Corporation. They sound evil. I don't recognize any of them. Weird. Hmm. The problem with this, there are many problems. (laughs) One of them. But the main problem (laughs) in the end is that nuclear blasts have a tendency to contaminate natural gas Mm -hmm. with uh, tritium. Which makes it useless. Yeah. Basically. It makes it unstable and unusable. So it doesn't do its job. Yeah. You you ruined the whole thing. You know what? If you're going to frack, use regular bombs. <laughs> like, don't do it. Or like, but if you're going to do it. Poison chemicals or whatever you use now. Don't, I don't know. literally ruin the gas. Like, that's the whole point. It's the point. It's like if you were, like, mining for gold. Mm-hmm. But you're like a weird alchemist that turns gold back into iron in the way that you mine. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, it defeats the point of even trying. Right. But then the iron was, like, radioactive and you couldn't even make weapons out of <laughs> it's it. It's worse than just getting rid of it. It turns it dangerous. Yeah. You turned all the gold into poisonous snakes. It literally just turns it into actual garbage. Mm-hmm. And you're like, great. Cool. So by 1974, Operation Plowshare had poured $82 million into the gas stimulation project alone, not including all of the other projects they've been testing stuff for and planning stuff out for. So in today's money, it'd be like hundreds of millions, maybe billions. Yeah, probably hundreds of millions, yeah. If the, if the first one was like 13 <clears throat> and this one's 80, then, you know, yeah, it'd be like eight times that. So it'd be, yeah, close to maybe a billion dollars. Great! And something we don't do. Yeah, because it's, it's a terrible you plan. You wonder where our debt came from. <laughs> um, so the government calculates that it would require 25 years of subsequent gas production 
from the source stimulated to make just 40% of their investment back. Yikes. <laughs> it's really bad. Well, that's not a smart plan. Um, the biggest problem with all of the plans ends up being uh, environmental impacts. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, the problem. Oh, really? Um, the operation performed 27 nuclear tests on American soil. Um, in total, over 25 different tests are conducted, so it just depends on who you ask. Let's just say 26 tests. Yeah. If you just ask them. Do it in the middle. They we, say 25. We had them sign agreements, and now they have to Someone say Someone else says 27. <laughs> who cares? It's weird how you can miscount when the number is so low, but it's also a <laughs> nuclear bomb. So how do you, how are you not? How are you missing them? You're like, not when did sure. we, did we do that test? Ooh, did we? I don't remember. The problem is they don't know what they did and what they didn't do. They don't know what they dreamed and talked about and what they actually did, you know? Uh, I mean, I I get that when it's like, you know, we planned to go out and get dinner, but then, like, did Mm -hmm. we? Like, did we order? How many, like, chicken wings did we get? I don't remember. I had, like, a beer and then I don't remember. I mean— all the time in my life, I'll, like, think about doing something. Yeah. And I'll think about it enough times that I can convince myself I did it. Uh, and it'll be something small. It'll be like, did, did I brush my teeth? And I'll, like, imagine myself brushing my teeth because I'm, like, trying to motivate myself mm-hmm. to get up and brush my teeth. So I'm like, okay, you get out of the bed. You walk in there. You brush your teeth. But if I imagine it, like, five times and I'm tired, I'm like, oh, I did that already. Yeah. Remember? It's like, how many times have I been in a, you know, possibly fatal car accident in the last two years? <laughs> I don't remember. Who yeah. can remember? It's That's... 25 or 26. Yeah, whatever. How many times have I, like, been attacked by a wild animal in the last year? Who can say? I mean, it's... It's, it's in the 20s. It's in the 20s somewhere. <laughs> How many times did I unleash a raw nuclear power into the earth? You know... Who knows? It's fuzzy. There was a positive consequence to this, though. Uh-huh. It created a, uh, the quote says, booming tourist industry in Las Vegas. Oh, that's what they needed. Yeah. Now now it is the way it is. Congrats. Now, now it's, it is what it is. But um, they never actually, like, do anything, really. It's just I think plans the, and ideas and tests and One dreams. of the consequences might be that they don't do it anymore. That's true. Um, and the reason they stopped doing it is because they get it gets into the seventies, right? And then we're getting into like real good hippie times. And then everybody's like, "That's not good for the environment, man." You almost like killed the whole world. You several tried to times. kill two tribes of Eskimos, man. I don't and, think that's cool. Uh, we're all like three minutes away from dying all the time. Also, like by the seventies, you know, like getting into the eighties, the Cold War is really slowed down. Uh, you know, it's like still happening. But, like, are we doing anything? It's just, like, yelling at each other and being angry. Mm-hmm. But, like, the arms race is kind of dying, and it's just, like, nobody cares that much anymore. Not too many, like, big flare-ups. You just get tired eventually. You know, the whole point of, like, Cold War is they don't actually fight. And it's, like, when you don't fight, it's, like, how angry can you be for, like, so long? Like, when the old people start dying out. Yeah. Um... People are worried because there seems to be a high development of cancer near the test sites. That's probably a coincidence. And they're worried about that? I I wouldn't worry about it. It's probably fine. Um, Also, for the government standpoint, uh, conventional methods seem just to be cheaper. Yeah. It's weird. It's like they're cheaper and they're less harmful to people and to the environment. So I guess we'll just do that. But mostly they're cheaper. Um, And to this day, some of those test sites are still radioactive. Uh, and many cause farm blights, town relocations, and water contamination. Cool. 
Yay! Don't worry, it's technically feasible.、Uh, we start like once the Cold War is ending, we start like negotiating treaties and stuff, and being like, let's not do nuclear <laughs> testing anymore <laughs> again. Like- <laughs> Again, for the second time, we start denuclearization. So not only are we not testing, but we start getting rid of bombs and rid of stuff.、Mm-hmm. Um, and then everybody's like, "Plowshare just doesn't seem to make sense anymore." So、uh, Plowshare spent over seven hundred and seventy million dollars total, which is billions of dollars. Yeah, and、um, nothing happened. <laughs> I guess we don't. I mean, a lot of people got cancer. We ruined some land.、Um, this is this idea hasn't completely died though about what we can do with nuclear bombs to、sure. like help us. Not like excavating roads、um, though. Recently, Elon、think. Musk.、Uh, no, just kill him. It's over. <laughs> it's done. He's terrible. He's it's over. He's just insane. He don't give him anything. He's just out of his mind. Don't give him nuclear、um, bombs. What are you talking about? <laughs> He. Um, he also, you know, he owns SpaceX, and he recently proposed that we should nuke the Martian polar ice caps to warm up the red planet, and、um, you know, it's more livable. Maybe I'm not a scientist, <laughs> but that's not going to work. Also, like, are there not other ways we could possibly try to melt their polar ice caps? And like. Uh, I don't. Or think, just like make a lake. It doesn't really have an atmosphere, so like it doesn't matter. Yeah, there are other problems. There's other bigger problems than like it doesn't have water. <laughs>、uh, but this quote says a project plowshare for the new millennium. No.、Um, there also have been proposals, you know, in modern times to try to use nuclear bombs against asteroids that are heading towards Earth. Although then you know the fallout trickles back down, maybe I guess it's onto us. Maybe better than like a full、um, impact, depending on right, the size. Right, but, but、um, so far we've been pretty okay. Pretty okay. Yeah, we've got、um, good barriers in place.、Um, you know, and also ozone helps a decent amount. There are fewer people watching for、uh, Armageddon level impact.、Mm-hmm. Um, Objects than there are who work at your average McDonald's. Yeah, it's not a lot. No, but like most large objects in the sky that do come around every now and then, we've known about most of them since like forever the sixteen hundreds. Yes, like since we've had、um, telescopes. Right, it's really not that scary of a situation. Generally, it's not. It shouldn't be your first concern. Yeah, there are many more things to be worried about, but. In that case, nuclear bomb not the worst idea. Although, does it have to be a nuclear bomb? Couldn't it just be another big bomb that's not nuclear? <laughs> And wouldn't it kind of do the same thing? Just like the excavation. I'm just saying. Also, detonating nuclear bombs on Earth right now is banned under the Comprehensive Nuclear Test Ban Treaty. That's good. So you can't do it right now anywhere at、mm-hmm. all. You're not supposed to detonate them at all. Yeah. You can do nuclear testing,、um, but you can't detonate bombs. You just can like check it out, you know, for like for <laughs>、yeah. like energy and stuff. Like、yeah. like France runs on like ninety percent nuclear energy or something, right? Like there are things you can do, and like that's kind of like the nice thing about the story is that like these scientists were really trying to just like find things where they could use this like super powerful thing, and they were like really excited about. And like while they did not succeed at all,、um, 
there are ways to use it yeah. that are like good. If you can unlock the power of the atom in not an excavation-y, explodey way, yeah, it's it is very powerful, very useful for energy situations. Yeah, Elon Musk. So like maybe start with. Can we run a nuclear energy program first and then talk about bombing a distant planet for yeah. no reason? Or like, I'm like, maybe you should focus on your cars, buddy. Can you do a car on nuclear energy without it killing people? Yeah. Try that. <laughs> Test that out. Or we could bomb Mars. <laughs> or. What? He's, what? He's out of his mind. People um, should not be that rich. It does weird things to their brains. I have two things to end on. One is an... Uh, Comment on an article that I read, mm-hmm. and the other is a quote from Edward Teller, who we mentioned earlier. Every time who, you say Edward Teller, I think Penn and Teller. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's famous for being the comedian. You're oh, like yeah. a nuclear scientist. He's I'm a like, physicist. Oh, I, <laughs> he's a different guy. I'm not thinking. The guy with the ponytail, oh. the little rat tail. So uh, this person <laughs> is called, their, their handle is Left at Mars. Okay. I don't know if that means take a left at Mars or they were left at Mars or on Mars, but it is who knows? Ambi- it is ambiguous. This was a le- this comment was left on August twenty seventh, two thousand twelve, at four eighteen p.m. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, "Imagine we could have all been driving down interstates paved in nuclear glass." <laughs> it is a an imagine. Aw- it is an awesome image. Yeah, in the original sense of awesome, it's pretty precious. Um, And then I have a quote that says, in response to a journalist's request for a definition of geographic engineering, Edward Mm -hmm. Taylor quipped, if your mountain is not in the right place, drop us a card. (laughs) Oh, you're cute. Oh, no. And uh, there you go. Nuclear plowshare. Operation plowshare. Has your mountain been misplaced? Give him. I'll I'll give you my card. Here's my card. We can help you out. The 60s were wild. Yikes. I didn't know anything about this. <laughs> I've never heard anything about it at all. It's just like Mad Men-esque scientists drinking whiskey at like 11 a.m. Right, like when you're like, this is like Fallout. I'm like, it is 100% like Fallout. It's I'm literally it, everything about it. Whoever wrote, like whoever is in charge of like the story planning in Fallout must have heard of this. And they were like, that's a great idea. Right. I mean, the, it's the right time period. Mm-hmm. It's the right place. It's yep. the right topic. Yep. I mean, they, they knew. did research. Of course, they did know. Yeah, they do good work. Yeah, so not recently, but they good have, on you. They have done good work. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Fallout Four is good. Yeah, and then they like it's just the multiplayer thing. They have yeah, figured get over it. Out. it. They have figured it. It's out. not what I want. It's not what they're good at. No, but anyway, there you go. Now you learned all <laughs> about some American nuclear history. Um, actually, this led me to another topic for the future. Ooh. Um, that is, it's more recent, perhaps, than our uh, episodes tend to be. Yeah. Um, because it's from the 80s. You know, the 80s are like 40 years ago. So Ew. get over it. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. That's. They're, they're almost 40 years ago. That's so. So much. I'm going to do an episode about that probably. 40 years ago. And that might be in combo with my other nuclear stuff. I've been reading a lot of things about nuclear things. Yeah. Like, even before I was reading about this, I had a few other things that I had looked at that I was like, I'm sorry, what's happening now? I like it. Um, very fun. I'm going to, like, start from... Um, I'm going to look up some stuff on, like, pre-Socratics and see if I can find any, like, funny stuff mm-hmm. besides, like, how they poison each other to death. I mean, that's A fun. lot. That's fun. 
Um, but it's cool. I'm going to be coming up from like Socrates and you're going to be coming like from the nuclear age and we're going to meet in the middle somewhere and all the history of science is going to be covered. Oh, man. All of it. So much. So also, you, you mentioned earlier that we um, live near a nuclear um I, I don't know if it's, like, it's not a testing facility, but, like, a facility. Yeah. Um, and it's actually where, in Hanford, in Washington, where they stored, um, I think it was Fat Man. Mm. Um, so, actually, one of the bombs that got dropped on Japan. Sorry. It's kind of stored um, it here. I remember uh, I mentioned that to Alyssa. Like, I was like, oh, was it Fat Man or Little Boy? And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I was like, that's the names of the bombs. That's the names. Which then just made me feel like, you know especially historically nerdy. And I'm like, oh, I know the names of the bombs, and I remember. I'm like, which one was it that we had in which, Washington? Which one was it? Um, I believe the closest city um, to Hanford in Washington is uh, Kennewick, maybe? Uh, whatever is closest. Or maybe it is, like, Hanford's high school, but I don't know how big Hanford is. Mm-hmm. Um, their high school is the Bombers. Like, that's their mascot. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> Uh, and I think they're like logos, like a nuclear mushroom cloud. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it's in pretty poor taste. Oh, wow. Also, the facility is very irradiated, and people have to work in it. That's so. <laughs> That's amazing. And sometimes wow. they have like um, wow issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually like my one of my sister's ex husbands um, works there. Oh, cool. Not one of her ex husbands. She only has one ex husband. <laughs> you know, one of them. One of my sisters is. You make her sound like her she's like one of these um, these older dames who uh-huh. have like six ex-husbands. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> many, just, many husbands. They just wear like huge boas of feathers no, 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 all no, the no, time. No. Her her ex-husband has worked there though. And they've had, um, I think the term was meltdowns. So that's mm. fun. Mm. Great. I wish they named the bombs uh, Fat Boy and Little Man. Oh, you wish they switched them? Yeah. Okay. I was like, they did. And then I'm like, oh, you moved. Oh, the other titles. way. Yeah. It yeah. was yeah, because they were fat man and little boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want a little fat boy, little man, fat boy. What were those idiots up to? Oh, so much stupid, and especially even after that, even more stupid that never even existed. But thank goodness, very smart boys doing very dangerous things. Operation Plowshare is the best thing that never happened. <laughs> uh, uh, thank goodness. That's that's history for you. Sometimes in history, it's you know things happen, and that's what we talk about. And sometimes we talk about how things didn't happen. It's a fascinating glimpse into what could have been. And that's the thing about history. Just because. Uh, it seems like things are destined to be a certain way because they happen that way. They are not. Mm-hmm. Uh, things could have been very different and uh, very problematic here as far as the environment. could have been worse and health also worse. So thank goodness it wasn't economically viable. <laughs> <laughs> thank goodness. Because uh, that's how America works. It wasn't. <laughs> Thanks, capitalism. Question mark. Thanks. Thank you. For that one. Sometimes you, you know, it's like, is it an open palm or a closed fist? It's like, sometimes it's nice. Sometimes it's just like two fingers out and they poke you in the eyes. (laughs) And you're like, that's not too bad. Sometimes it's just one finger and it's flipping you the bird. And (laughs) And you're like, like, well, okay, well, that's rude. Whatever. But you're not like punching me. So it's cool. It's better. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Anyway, yeah. (laughs) Uh, What did we learn? Don't use nuclear bombs. No, not at all. Not for this. Not Unless for you can, like, recycle the cores to make energy, don't use them. And even then, just, like, 
I don't know, just make a... Do a new one. N- do a nuclear energy facility. I don't yeah. think you need it to explode. No. Just, just you know, use it for the good things. And, you know, actually a good lesson is, like, in in the negative things, like, try to find good things. Yeah. Yeah. And eventually they will be found, even if not by you and all of your doofus scientist friends. And not by Elon Musk. No. But um, never, ever give him a bomb. But sometimes, you know, you have a good idea that you think is amazing and it doesn't work out, but it leads to other ideas that are good. Progress. Yay. So. Yay. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed all these terrible ideas for projects. Email us at hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com and review us on iTunes or Stitcher. Let us know if you did that. We will read them. We'll read your emails maybe in a mini episode if there's a episode. Send us your cute animals and your cute kids and anything cute. You make a cute sandwich, send us that. <laughs> I'd love to see a cute sandwich. <laughs> you do anything cute, send it to us. Except for, like, pictures of you. We don't really want those. It makes me feel awkward. Yeah. Don't send us, like, selfies Because then it's, like, soliciting your Yeah, that's not good. Like, send us random pictures of other things. Yeah. That don't involve people unless they're, like, your own children that you're proud of. Mm -hmm. You can do that. You made them. They're yours. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs) They're not people. They're property. Bye. Bye.